Welcome back to the Rage Rowdy Podcast. You're here today with your host, Nikki T, and a special guest, Mr. Dan Smalley. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's, What's up? up, man? How are you, man? Dude, You're doing great with yeah. the podcast thing. Like that intro right there was right on point. See that? I'm, yeah. I'm getting almost corporate Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect, man. <laughs> well, uh, we've been talking about doing a little podcast for maybe a year now. It's been a minute, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. I'm glad we finally got some time to sync up. I'm excited that they're letting me sync up with people and get out and, and talk and, yeah. and, and, and do stuff and play shows and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a cave writing for the past three years. Hey, man. Life, so. You got some good songs out of it, though. I think so. I think at this point we're ready to, to go ahead and um, start letting people hear them. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your upbringing for someone that hasn't you know heard you, heard of you or um, like where you came from. Just tell everybody where you're from, stuff like that. So I'm, I claim Shreveport, Louisiana as my hometown. I've mm-hmm. been there. I was there from 99 until about 2017 when we moved here mm-hmm. uh, to Nashville. Um, before that, I was uh, born in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. Then we moved to Alabama. Then we moved to Ohio. And then um, I went to Kansas. And then Louisiana. Spent a little time in Texas. Um, but right before high school... Um, I got to Louisiana and decided I wanted to settle there um, and not go anywhere else for really? one school, um, and I ended up staying for a lot longer. Yeah, um, but yeah, happy to call it my home. Uh, definitely the place that that created this man that you see in front yeah. of you, <laughs> Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> and let's talk about maybe some of uh, your influences, the things in country music that made you fall in love with it. Yeah, so um, black coffee, yes, sir, that's me. Um, Merle Haggard. And uh, Willie Nelson, um, but early on, to be honest with you, you know, we listened to the radio um, growing up. So um, in, in the early '90s, you know, it's Keith Whitley and uh, Randy Travis and Alan Jackson and George Strait. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I get a little older before I started to reach back and, um, you know, because when your parents introduce you to, to Merle Haggard and something like that as a kid, sometimes it's not cool. Right. Um, you know, you have to think it's cool yourself before you actually get into it. So, right. I was in my 20s, early, early 20s, um, when I got into the 60s and the 50s and the, yeah. and the 70s. Digging. And then, yeah, when I started digging into the history. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was when I made the decision to be a musician, to be, to be a songwriter and to mm-hmm. dig into what I was doing. And I feel like when you do that, you have to commit yourself to what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that takes learning um, the history of what you're trying to do because without knowing what's been done... Um, how can you know what you can't do yeah. or what somebody's already done or what kind of influence you can take from what they've done and try to make it into your own, which is what I think we're all trying to do is just carve our own little niche yeah. through this little path. Yeah, take the stuff that you like, put that all together, mm-hmm. and That's then exactly right. go a little bit to the left of it mm-hmm. and run your lane. Yeah, and That's find it. a lane and just run yeah. if you can get one. Yeah, And we... uh got and see your show live uh yeah. played our our whiskey jam mm-hmm. you know uh takeover down there so uh that's my comfort zone is on stage on stage yeah. i've been doing that since i graduated high school um and every 
facet that you can imagine to honky tonks, yep. dive bars, um, arenas, outdoor situations with thousands of people, yeah. uh, mostly playing cover music, yeah. uh, in, in cover bands, in touring bars. all over the place. Yeah. And when I started playing my own music is when the, the gigs started to like dwindle that people, <laughs> people didn't want to hear your own music, you know, and, um, it's tough at the time, you know, when I was trying to do that, yeah. especially in the, in the region I was in, um, and the songs weren't as good as, you know, today. I don't know. You uh, you get to Nashville, I feel like in the creative energy is oh, yeah. palpable. Yep. Um, and so you, you almost have to get better or get out. Yeah. And so um, I feel like my songs have gotten better since I've moved here. Yeah. Um, both co-writing and writing by myself. Um, I feel like it's, you know, it's a, it's a muscle and you work it out. And if you do it every day, then you have to get better at it. Yeah. Um, I would Any, think at least. Yeah, anything you you'd repeat on that many times if you have talent for it and you do, you know. Thank you, man. Then Thank you. uh yeah, you're going to you're going to keep coming and keep developing. Yeah, but the live show is where I where I started basically. Yeah. I started playing guitar so I could get on stage yeah. and sing in front of people because singing is what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. Um and that's where people I feel like connect with me the most is through my voice. Yeah. And um that's that's a lot of fun for me to do. Yeah. I just really enjoy singing, for sure. <laughs> well, let's dig into the uh, the four tracks off the EP. Come on, get it. Yeah. So, first song, Till Country Comes Back. Uh-huh. Let's talk about who you wrote that with. And So, Till Country Comes Back is a song about a girl, um, and, and he calls her country. And it was um, it was a title I'm pretty sure Joshua, uh, Josh Thompson brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jimmy Robbins was the the other guy in the room with me and jimmy had the lick i'm pretty sure we just mm-hmm. got after it and started um and started painting this picture of a dude that's just like sitting around waiting for his woman to come back and um and that woman is country and um and i feel like it's a really cool way to present that title yeah and that idea because the first the the idea was hey i got this title called till country comes back is it that thing? And it's like, well, what if it's not that thing? That thing. Right. What if it's just about a girl? Like, how do you make it about something everybody wants to listen to? Yeah. Um, and then the message underneath of it is just what it is and let people see it. But I mean, the song itself is a good song for yeah. sure, I think. Um, yeah. And Keith Stegall, my producer, picked it out. Nice. Of a pile of songs for sure himself and was like, This is a hit song. This this is the one. I was like, Well if you you know Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know what, what those sound like. I'm here with you, sir. Yeah. Um, so let's go, man. Let's do it. Um, and then after we recorded it, I fell in love with the song. Yeah. Completely fell in love. And I love what it says. I love how it feels. I love the guitar lick. Like yep. I just love the song now. So it's awesome. So who uh so you said you produced were all the songs produced by the same person? Yeah. Keith yep. Teagall. Keith. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um and yeah, we we had two different sessions. We had one in April and we had one in December. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I feel like we struck gold in each session. Yeah, you know, we uh, we we made magic in both situations. And um, and the label feels now. I think they feel like they have the fire and power that they needed. Yeah. to uh, to go ahead and, and let me out. Yeah, so let you out on the road. Yeah, a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm so happy. I I kind of sat back and and then um, trusted the process. Yeah. It's kind of been my motto since I moved to town. Just trust the process. Yeah, you put yourself with um, you know monsters in the industry. Um, yeah, for a reason. Yeah, and the whole reason is because they've been there and they've done that. 
they know how to they, do they've it. They've done what I'm trying to do. They yeah. know what we're all trying to do. Yeah. They know exactly how to do it, and they know what it looks like and what it sounds like. Yep. Um, and I did it for a long time from Shreveport trying to find it. Right. Um, and didn't really have that avenue to bounce off of people to let me know, like, yeah, that's a good one. That's the one. That's the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until I got to Nashville and, and bumped into people like Keith Stegall and started working with him. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So he opened all like, every door in town for me, and he really helped me hone my sound. Um, and and keep me grounded, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a record deal is just a record deal in this town yeah. son there's a lot more work that yeah. comes after that and I hope you're ready for it because yeah. that's really where where you figure out whether or not you're going to make it or not yeah and that's when you figure out if you're going to make something that's going to be fleeting in the wind or you're Straight. going to make something that's going to last exactly. in country music history you yeah. know what I mean yeah we're trying to we're trying to um Start out with some heavy bricks. Heck yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. We need to start building firm that foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Spent, spent a lot of time on it up here at this point. Yeah. And um, I think it's strong enough now. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that goes all the way to the home front, too. My wife and kids at home, yep. like that foundation is stronger than it's ever been, which yep. is amazing. Um, and the more bricks you build with this music, the more shoes you can build for those kids. <laughs> yeah. You know? The bigger get, the closets get. That's Man, it. I hope not. I'm trying to minimize. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be getting some Jordans or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some boots. Yeah. Man, my son wants Robux. That's all he wants. He Robux. plays Roblox. Roblox. Yeah, this is just like a Minecraft situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he wants Robux and... um. And even when he gets money, I pay him for like chores, little yeah. chores around the house. And um, he'll bring the money back and be like, here, will you give me some robots? <laughs> it's, it's like, all right, All buddy. right, bud. Yeah. If, if you want me to, you want to go swing a golf club? Yeah. <laughs> he's not there he's, yet. Yeah, he's not there. You'll get him there. <laughs> so he, has, he has walked in holding a D chord on a baritone ukulele. Okay. And that has flipped my world inside out, and I love it. Oh, that's awesome. So if You're like, share, here we go. If I can share any kind of musical experience with my children, uh, that'll be a dream come true in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And it's uh, it's cool to start getting some some stuff out that, you know, the the kids will be proud of when they're listening back to Daddy's And music, they hear all my know? music, so it's like they're my biggest fans. Um and my wife's my biggest critic. Yeah. And I love that about her, too, because yeah. she'll straight up be like, I don't like that. And I'm like, I need to hear that. Yeah, you need honesty. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Thank you, babe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the whole foundation at this point is pretty strong. It's great. Yeah, man. So let's talk about the next track, Lucky. Man, Lucky, uh, I wrote with Brian Cole, and um, it's one of the first songs I wrote in town, and it's brutally honest. Um, you know, the opening line, I should have never walked away from the smoke and flames of that Chevrolet on that rainy day when I took out those crosses. Um, it's like, uh, you know, I spent a long time fighting alcoholism and, and, and some other demons, you know what I mean? And, and, in Shreveport in Texas. And, and, um, and I don't remember getting the keys to, I distinctly remember giving my keys away. Um, at this point, um, yeah. and I woke up, uh, with broken ribs, cracked face, a broken finger, um, and had no clue how I got there um, and took out four crosses on the way down off the side of the road on this 90 degree turn um, you know so that's a, that's a real situation the next line is a is a and they say that I just laughed and those four boys that whooped my ass asked if I was drunk or if I done lost it and that was like my 24th birthday it was uh having a good time out of the bar two or three o'clock in the morning down my buddy's like man you just turned around walked into a group of guys and just started a fight and they beat the shit out of me <laughs> and so i woke up the next morning and 
Same shit you couldn't see out of my right eye. I felt like my brain was about to explode. Um, that was a real situation. And these are situations that I wasn't like wanting to put out there as if I was proud of them. Right. So this song, when I wrote it, was was one of those songs I kind of like pushed away and was like, eh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to come across as that tough guy. Because yeah. those are kind of situations I'm embarrassed of. You know yeah. what I mean? They do make you into who you are. But man, when you make it like a mistake that big when you just look like a dumbass yeah. and you're not that guy um i felt it I, and i still feel it to this day yeah. but um at the same time since i've quit drinking you know all this good stuff has started to happen yeah um which is where that one where the bullet hit comes in the line right before the chorus is last time i drank i was you know and it's public knowledge but i was trying to get in my house and couldn't get in and so i kicked the door down and it was not my house. And the man's house, it was, shot me with a forty cal and hit me in the chest and in the arm. I was pronounced dead on the scene. Um, they revived me on the way to the hospital. Um, and so those are real lines in those songs. That, those, are, those are situations that actually happened, that I lived through. Um, and to put them out there is a real, it was, it was a real, um, it, was a bit, it was a huge pill to chew on at first and yeah. I was not for it and Brian Cole made the demo and like shoved it in my face he's like listen how good this is and I was like you're right you're right and, and everybody on my team was like that's your story why not tell it and I was like yeah. okay you're right and so we cut it and um, man I couldn't be happier with how it turned out it's powerful and, and yeah and that's what I get from, from everybody when we play it is like dude I feel you like I get you from that song we know who you are yeah certain stories man like you know even though you're on the outside you know looking in totally just you can feel the realness the, yeah. the rawness the the emotion and that's one of those songs man man thank you dude i'm happy yeah. that people can get that from it and if other people start to relate to it you know maybe not specifically to the situations but man going through hell is going through hell everybody yeah. goes through their own yeah you know in my opinion and so if you can grasp that and relate to that and take anything out of this this song and, and hear the redemption and like, man, what, what it takes sometimes. And sometimes it's just, a, you know, the, the strength of a good woman to stay by you. You know what I mean? Or, or faith in something way bigger than yourself. You know what I mean? And whatever it is that helps you out of it, I think that's, that's exactly what we're trying to portray in this song. Yeah. Because uh, we are the lucky ones. Everyone here still breathing, still doing it down here. Yeah. We're the lucky ones. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> to have gone through situations, you know what I mean? And still have um, two legs and breath to sit here and tell you about it. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. Um, it's kind of a miracle. And I, I try not to take that lightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a crazy story and it's a, it's a fantastic song. So... Thank All right, we'll you. hit up uh, the next track, which is "If I'm Being Honest." Yeah, if I'm being honest, man, that's a uh, that's an honest song. It's <laughs> it's a real tune for sure. It's uh, Davis Corley, myself, and Mark Addison Chandler on uh, one of the first days moving into my new home. Or it's not a new home; it's just a duplex over in Green Hills. But uh, yeah. we hadn't had all our furniture in yet, and um, I remember I had this idea, and it was pretty much just the title and the structure. Um, and I love bringing ideas into a, a co-write because they'll straight up let you know everything that's good about it. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and everything that's not good about it. Uh-huh. Immediately almost too. Like, oh, I like that part. And when I got done with like the idea and what was going on and in my spiel, Davis was like, man, I love the title. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, good, 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 good. But that's what we need to roll with. And, um, and the fact that I kept repeating the title. 
um, he, he bought into. And man, we spent about 30 minutes just toying with the idea and Davis walked outside with a cigarette and came back in and he was like, man, the truth is I'm more broomstick side between cowboy and a kid. And hell, I'm most of the time just shooting from the hip, blah, 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 and, and, and went off into something else. And I was like, what'd you just say? <laughs> and this was our first write together, too. And I yeah. was like, I like this guy. And yeah. so that connection we made right there. And then the three of us in the room, by the end of the song, we had just kind of like sculpted this thing that I was like, I was like, I think I'll play this one the rest of my life, boys. And, um, and, and then that's all I thought about it. I never thought it was like a hit song or a big song even. It was just yeah. like a song I was really proud of. Yeah. Um, and I turned it in to my publisher. It just happens to be Keith Stegall, who, you know, you know, wrote I Hate Everything, yeah. for God's sakes. Like, yep. he's, he's a monster. He's a, he's a good person to bounce songs off Yes. <laughs> yeah, he has a pretty good knowledge of yeah. yeah. And he's like, this is the best song I've heard all year. And it was like, I want to say it was July. So I was like, "Hey, man, that's a, that's a great compliment, yeah. for real." And he was like, "Absolutely, like this is great, Dan. Like, congratulations on this song." And I was Heck like, yeah. "Whoa, cool!" And then I played the showcase, and he was like, "Hey, play that song at that showcase. You're going to play the basement." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, cool." So I played it in the middle of the set, and then I got this meeting with Scott Borchetta, and they were like, <laughs> "Hey, <clears throat> play that song for Scott." When you get in there. Yeah. And sure enough, it was his favorite song, and I'm pretty sure it's what got me the record deal. Heck yeah. I can't wait for people to hear this song. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And then last tracks, Rich and Famous. Rich and Famous is a probably my favorite track to play live. Yeah. It's my favorite groove. Yeah. Like it's like if there were a soundtrack to my life that had to all you could do is listen to it and try to imagine what how Dan Smalley's head is in his life. <laughs> this is my groove most of the time. I'm just bouncing around, happy to be there. And um, the idea for the song came from uh, Chase McGill. And and, um, and he walked in. He's like, I got this idea. It's like, this dude gets dumped. So he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a guitar. I'm going to learn a few chords. I'm going to move to Nashville. And, um, and I'm going to write about it. I'm going to write about it. And I'm going to get rich and famous. And it's like, but, but it's like, you're going to make me rich, but I'm going to make you famous. Like, everybody's going to know what you did to me. Everybody's going to know your name. Yeah. Um, you know, that type of situation. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, I could for sure go with this idea. This is cool. It feels yeah. cool. And then Jonathan had that the groove and the, and the guitar lick. Um, I'm like he always sure, does. I'm sure like he always does. <laughs> and, man, I feel when I get in rooms with guys like that, I just kind of uh, take notes most yeah. of the time because they've been here a lot longer than I have. They've been doing it. A lot longer than I have as far as the writing yeah. hit songs goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I kind of just sat back and took notes. And by the time the demo was done, I was like, I'm going to play this song forever. I love this. Yes. And, um, <clears throat> and the label, it too, and my whole team loves it. And it's, it's just one of those songs. It's like... It's like a middle finger almost to to that that person that did you wrong, and, yep. and it's like you know what? That's all right. I'm gonna make lemonade out of these lemons you just handed me. Yep. That's what rich and famous is. For sure. It's uh, it's cool to have that music be out in the world and get out to the people, man. man it's exciting, it's right? It's a dream come true for sure. Yeah. I've never been more proud of a project, um, and um, and I think it speaks. I think you'll be able to hear it. I think everybody will be able to hear it. Yeah. When when they get to. Um, it's just honest and um, and real, and I, that that was what I was trying to do is just yeah. keep that. Yep. And because I, I think people can relate to it, for and, sure. Uh, 
and so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, thanks so much for taking the time. We'll of do a, we'll do maybe an, a, another podcast down the road here a little bit once I got we get a bunch you rolling. Of stories, man. Yeah. <laughs> once we get you rolling on the on the the big time and <laughs> absolutely, bro. That'll be I, fun. I appreciate you taking the time to do this with us. Thanks man. for having me, Nick. Yeah. Well, guys, make sure you follow Dan on social media. Dan Smalley Music, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And we appreciate you guys for listening, taking the time to hang out with us. Yeah, boy. See you next time. And uh, this is Nikki T. And we'll see you in the front row. All the good old days. You don't have to explain it. It's just the way